Welcome to this discussion with the three stalwarts of opinion polling in India. My name is Rukmini S and I am a data journalist based in Chennai. Over my career, over the last 10 years or so, uh, reporting on data, I have had the privilege of interacting with all three of our panelists today. While opinion polling in India, especially polling around elections, dates back to the 1960s and was popularized in the media from around the 1980s onwards, there is now a particular interest in India, not just in polls, but also in polling methodology and pollsters. While there are many important and well-meaning questions that should be publicly debated, there's also sometimes a broad skepticism or even cynicism around polling. Some of this stems from the fact that people just don't know enough about how polls are conducted, what attempts are made to insulate them from political bias, and what the challenges are. Today's discussion is hopefully a big step forward in that direction. Sanjay Kumar is professor at the Center for the Study of Developing Societies in Delhi and was its director from 2014 to 2020. His main area of research has been Indian elections and voting behavior using quantitative methods, and he is an expert on the survey method. Sanjayji has published several books on Indian elections, including Post-Mandal Politics in Bihar, Changing Electoral Patterns, Changing Electoral Politics in Delhi from Caste to Class, and Measuring Voting Behavior in India. He has authored many research papers and writes widely for the popular press. He is also a well-known psychologist and a familiar face on Indian television as an election analyst. Pradeep Gupta is a first-generation entrepreneur and founder in a career that extends across the media industry and market research. After working with India Today in Delhi, Pradeep Ji, who is from a small village in Madhya Pradesh's Varsiyoni Tehsil, moved to Mumbai to work for an ad agency. Access My India is now over two decades old and has been in the business of electoral forecasting since 2013. Pradeepji prides his team on their accuracy in predicting results. His new book, How India Votes and What It Means, came out on April 19th. Yashwan Deshpunk is a former broadcast journalist. He set up SeaVoter over 25 years ago, and the organization is now a truly global operation with assignments in countries across the world, including the US elections. I'd like to welcome all our panelists to this discussion today. To start us off, I'm going to ask uh, Sanjayji a question first. Sanjayji, how can we build greater credibility in opinion polling in the eyes of readers or viewers? Should there be more disclosure about the methodology and sample size, or is it too difficult to convey this complexity to lay readers and viewers? Rukmini, I would say, even if it is complex to convey to the layman, reader or layman viewer on the television but i think it is very very important it is very important to come up with lots of disclosure you would use the word disclosure i would prefer to say transparency give out more and more details to the viewer give out more and more details to the reader uh, it, it is important to let others know how the polls have been conducted there is a lot of anxieties about where was the poll conducted who gave the money for conducting this poll what is the sample what is the sample size i think these basic details i would say these are basic details these are not you know going in depth and coming out with your intricacies about the poll these are very basic details which should be known to the reader which should be put out in public domain if everybody starts doing that i think it will help a lot in building the credibility about the polls. You may go right or you may be correct in your forecasting, but transparency is important. Even if you go wrong, at least transparency is there. Look, this is the way I have conducted the polls. I may have gone wrong, but this is how the poll was conducted. So transparency is the key word, I believe. Right, and now particularly in the era of uh, online media, I think, uh, you know, there's even fewer excuses. I, I know that in the past, I myself have reported on um, CSDS polls when I worked in newspapers, where space was limited. But now with online media, even that can't be an excuse because space, time, all of that has widened. Uh, no, even at the time of print media, I would say excuse of space is an excuse, real excuse. Uh, there are different ways you can put out uh, there are websites, all the organizations have websites, at least on the website, you can put it out. Uh, this is the way the polls have been conducted. We have got wrongs on some occasions. Uh, Chhattisgarh poll 2018 was absolutely wrong. We predicted the wrong winner. Still, we put out the entire report, whatever we found out from our survey, which was predicting a wrong winner. But we put out that report on our website for everyone to look at that this is the methodology 
which we adopted so yes space is an excuse it is uh, it is an excuse which many organization use it to their advantage right um pradeepji let me come to you with the next question you know your book is called how india votes and what this means so i want to ask you about both the first and the second parts together which is what can pre and post election polls tell us beyond vote share and seats what does this mean part of it so my book uh, how india votes is actually how uh, all about log apni choices and preferences kaise banate hain it's all about that and there are three basic key elements around which all the elections evolve and revolve and these key basic elements are people who elect the government a leader leaders whom people elect and the third is the performance of incumbent government whom they have voted 5 years back so these are the three key elements around which all the elections for that matter evolve and the outcome is largely depend on three these three basic uh, elements now coming to what we do in pre poll and post poll so pre poll is all about understanding the prevailing issues whatever there and understanding the ground realities social and political and economical all three so these are the things we try and understand you know before the polling date and if we are talking about access mind yeah our work is start roughly one year prior to the polling day so this is what we try and understand in pre poll and in post poll the most important question we ask is whom you have voted and the next the moment he say a b c d party we ask is there any particular reason meaning we are trying to understand why you have voted to this particular party or a leader so we try and understand that right so in your experience beyond vote share and seats alone um what key insights do uh, do opinion polls give you about a state or in a national election yeah so there are three four things again one is of course the across the demography what's happening when i said demography for the interest of viewers and listeners the demography is very simple in a hindi we call it jansankhya what is that jaise hi bachcha paida hota hai to sabse pehle aap dekhte hain ye aadmi hai ki aurat hai male hai ki female hai jaise hi bada hua acha uski umr kya ho gayi to aap uska age group dekhte hain fir jaise hi wo aage bada age group dekha aapne to ab iske padhne ka samay aa gaya to aap dekhenge ki iski education kya hai जैसे एजुकेशन पूरी हुई तो आप देखेंगे कि भाई ये काम क्या करता है ऑक्यूपेशन देखेंगे और उसके बाद इनकम तो ये छह बेसिक डेमोग्राफी पैरामीटर्स हैं जो कि एक ह्यूमन बीइंग के आकलन करने में महत्वपूर्ण होते हैं इसमें तीन यूनिक है जेंडर एज एंड ज्योग्राफी विच इज रूरल है कि अर्बन है ये तीन यूनिक है बाकी कॉमन है तो दिस इज दोग्राफी तो इन ऑल दिस डेमोग्राफी एंड जोग्राफी कहां पर किसके क्या चॉइसेस एंड प्रेफरेंसेस हैं एज फार एज दी इलेक्टिंग और सिलेक्टिंग अ पर्टिकुलर पॉलिटिकल पार्टी इन विषयों पे ध्यान देते हैं अब रह गई बात पीपल की पीपल जब डिसीजन एनी ह्यूमन बीइंग फॉर दैट मैटर कोई भी जो डिसीजन होता है उसका जो डिसीजन होता है वो एक केवल एक चीज के ऊपर डिपेंड होता है विच इज द नीड्स आपकी नीड्स क्या है उसके ऊपर आप किसी भी चीज का डिसीजन लीजिए बीच इलेक्शन और बीच एनीथिंग इन लाइफ तो उसकी नीड्स क्या है तो एक कॉमन मैन की जो कि एक वोटर है उसकी नीड्स क्या है वहां के प्रिवेलिंग इश्यूज क्या है नीड दो तरीके की होती है एक है कि जो गवर्नमेंट जिसके लिए रिस्पॉन्सिबल है स्टेट इलेक्शन है तो स्टेट इलेक्शन या स्टेट गवर्नमेंट की अपनी एक रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटी है यदि म्युनिसिपलिटी इलेक्शन है तो उसकी अपनी एक गवर्नमेंट से एक्सपेक्टेशंस होती है और यदि जनरल इलेक्शन है तो जनरल है उन सारे विषयों के ऊपर हम कोशिश करते हैं जानने की रिस्पोंडेंट से कि इसका क्या आकलन है बड़ी सिंपल भाषा में बता दू इतनी ज्यादा मैंने बातें बोल दी है सिंपल सी बात यह है कि स्टेट इलेक्शन असेंबली इलेक्शन की बात कर ले तो छह बेसिक चीज होती है जिसके ऊपर ज्यादा करके गवर्नमेंट जिम्मेदार होती है और जो वेरी बेसिक अम्यूनिटी व्हाट यू कॉल देम इज रोड इलेक्ट्रिसिटी वाटर वो सबको चाहिए चाहे कोई कितना गरीब हो अमीर हो पढ़ा लिखा हो अनपढ़ रोड इलेक्ट्रिसिटी वाटर हेल्थ यानी कि हॉस्पिटल एजुकेशन एंड लॉ एंड ऑर्डर 
हेल्थ एंड एजुकेशन लिमिटेड सेक्शन ऑफ सोसाइटी है जो कि गवर्नमेंट के ऊपर डिपेंड होते हैं जो कि जनरली रूरल और पुअर बीपीएल फैमिली होती है तो इन छह विषयों के ऊपर क्या सीन है गवर्नमेंट का गवर्नमेंट का परफॉर्मेंस उस डे के ऊपर और फिर उसके अलावा गवर्नमेंट ने वेरियस सोशल वेलफेयर स्कीम्स के थ्रू जो इनकम्बेंट गवर्नमेंट ने उसने कितना अच्छा या अच्छा नहीं काम किया उसको जानने की कोशिश करते हैं Uh, Yashwan ji, I wanted to ask you that um, you know one of the innovations that uh, Cibota has done is this uh, CACI technology, which I'll invite you to uh, tell us a little more about. Uh, I think a lot of people sometimes feel that face-to-face -face interviews are seen as the gold standard survey methodology. But as technology gets better and as we have uh, situations like either the uh, you know the protests in 2019 or the pandemic, which make face-to-face -face interviews more difficult, uh, do you see a greater role, greater efficacy of these innovative interview tools? Well, CADI is something which was uh, very routine and very popular in the West, okay? And uh, sounds strange, but. Uh, Sometime around 2004, we started doing CATI, but that was not for India. We started doing CATI for our operations abroad. I mean, basically uh, calling in UK and US markets for for our election projections over there. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, after doing it for a couple of years, all of a sudden we realized that why exactly it has been not tried in India so far. Mm -hmm. And the reason was that all through the last 50 years, before the we opened up the economy and before mobile technology came in. telephone or the landline connection which was so normal in the west it was a extremely high upper income skew in india right. you know uh, so much so that you know uh, i belong to a generation when we had seen that there used to be one landline in the entire mohalla and that entire 50 60 households across that used to give that number as the pp number mm -hmm. so obviously it was not at all representative and we somehow skipped you know due to the opening economy we skipped the landline and directly landed on the mobile technology mm -hmm. and initial 10 years of mobile was also very high upper income skew i believe that all of us remember that initial when we had mobile 16 rupees 80 paisa per minute was the incoming charges as well forget mm -hmm. about outgoing to receive yeah. a call we were spending that money. yeah but uh, sometime around 2003 and 2004 that is what started changing in totality and uh, when we started doing caddies in india in around 2005 slowly just to keep you know when we were having a call center and doing the night shift for uk and us operation daytime it used to be free so we started trying that but it still came a higher to explain caddy uh, to our listeners who might not know about it so this is uh, a caddy is computer assisted telephonic interview no big deal it's uh, uh, it's uh, almost the same kind of thing as a face to face in terms of randomization it is a complete randomization it is just that you are interviewing the person on telephone right but between 2005 and 2010 that entire upper income skew of the telephone ownership in india was gone and by the time 2009 we realized that we are in cati getting a far greater representativeness of the society because everybody has having a mobile phone and unlike the west uh, there was a big difference that in india and other emerging markets and africa the incoming calls became free uh, and that took the moral dilemma out of the calling on the mobile phone which is still there in the in us for example where incoming calls are still being paid by the respondent so you are not by law you cannot do an automatic dialing anymore in us you know gallop had to pay huge compensation on one of those uh, uh, controversies so in india 2009 was the year when we decided that no this is the future this is where the technology is going this is where we don't have any issue because we are calling and we are paying for the call and uh, we have to start so 2009 uh, we started doing a regular cati polling and since then it has become we we did for almost like 10 years weekly polls and then we started doing daily now we are running 365 days a year the difference of cati and face to face uh, i would say our preferred mode of uh, doing the surveys now has shifted to cati purely because of quality issues even though we do a lot of face to face survey all our exit polls are face to face we do world value surveys issp all the international uh, you know um, multi country surveys which come our way academic in nature 
they are all face to face and i would like to thank uh, sanjay bhai for one of those methodological changes that uh, we actually took a cue from csds about using the polling booth and uh, randomizing the uh, respondent in the polling booth to actually go to the exact same respondent you know that methodology is what we have been now doing for almost since 2005 if i'm not wrong sanjay even whenever it was adopted your end i i think within couple of years we we took that as a gold standard for face to face but still even today now that uh, the data collection is mostly app based now even in the face to face generally pen and paper is only as a backup people go and you know interview so it has a lot change even in technology for face to face because it gives us the gps geo positioning uh, that gives the confirmation where exactly the researcher is yeah. still then we prefer for caddy for a simple reason that even that location pointing is not giving us a upper hand in knowing how the interview was conducted whether the quality of interview was good enough or not while in caddy we have a luxury of uh, doing an audio recording 100% audio recording and 100% quality checking for each and every interview in a face to face mode the only handicap is that you get budget for at best 10% of back check some of very good academic researchers might go and say that okay we will provide you additional budget for 20% back check but very rare it is just because of that uh, quality uh, criteria catty has become what you can say preferred mode of doing the surveys these days and uh, unfortunately i would say the covid has struck fortunately the blessing in disguise in that particular thing was that just because we were on catty and we in uh, in march itself we decentralized the catty station india is a country of jugaad as they call it i simply asked my team that this is not looking good sometime in the march first week last year mm-hmm. and i was coming back from a conference in europe and i read i some something was not right you know i was sensing this covid is going hand of, out of hand mm-hmm. and uh, i simply asked my it team this is how i want it i want the callers the researchers to now call from their homes and uh, you have to find a solution and the solution was fine tuned so we basically went into lockdown on 13th of march almost 10 days prior to the actual lockdown happened so the blessing in disguise was that uh, even the entire pandemic year or covid tracker everything that was not really affected yes the productivity came down because of the bandwidth issues because in the office in the catty center you have a huge bandwidth and the calling is not an issue but in researchers home it is they are depending on their mobile connection data connections are, are sometimes erratic and uh, that brought down the productivity by i would say 20 to 30% but but the good thing was that work didn't stop even today the work is going on so these are the two things face to face is going to remain there no nothing is going to change the face to face for example in exit polls there is no way exit poll can work better on caddy because first of all when you are outside the booth the person doesn't have to travel you are standing in one place and there is a stream of uh, voters coming out from the booth the randomization is more controlled because then you can decide to interview every fifth every tenth and so on and so forth and that makes uh, a lot of data collection face to face exercise much more easier and you can target a much bigger uh, sample uh, if you want to do a spread in that way uh, in a face to face exit poll so obviously for that exercise we still do the face to face thing and uh, it will remain there in the many of the academic project because of uh, of a big long enough questionnaire you know, when you have interview for 45 minutes it cannot be done on telephone for sure so all those things have to be completed on face to face but for a for a smaller to medium kind of interview which ranges somewhere between 10 minutes to 15 minutes kind of thing catty uh, is a perfect solution for us right let me just ask you one uh, small follow up which is that do you have to uh, uh, adjust uh, you know in terms of sampling errors do you find that it's harder to get women on the phone either in terms of ownership or uh, time to be able to speak on the phone women are always harder to find even in face to face everybody will vouch for this thing it's yeah. very difficult you know and particularly in the rural areas you know it's so easy for west to say some academics to say oh you must be getting 50 50 male female it's not possible because a stranger to call in or to knock on a door 
and mm-hmm. talk to a women in in any conservative society it is it is an issue entire south southeast asia middle east africa everywhere it is an issue right. uh, yes even in the telephone it is an issue but telephone issue is not that they don't want to talk telephone issue is more probably more because the ownership or the the presence of mobile phone in the household happens to be more with the females than the females so we do i, I won't say we get higher refusals among the females it is just that connectivity directly to a female that is less yeah. and then after doing midway mark we have to assess and then we have to start doing boosters for female samples you know while doing so a male voice doesn't make sense because that becomes really impossible so we are now very clear that all our catty expansions are 100% female researches i see i see that's interesting sanjay ji let me uh, come back to you um when i imagine polling i would imagine that there are two big potential challenges one is accurate sampling and the other is the actual interview process of course there there can be more challenges than this which uh, you would know better but i wanted to ask you which of these uh, seem like the bigger challenge and for the future you know what do you see in terms of defeating or getting past these challenges for the future of opinion polling i would not use the word challenge rukmini i would use the word these are essential requirement if you if somebody want to do a proper survey if you want to do a randomized sample sampling is a essential tool and i keep saying that if you are able to do a proper sampling you have won half of your battle maybe more than half of the battle a good sample in a sense takes you to the right path so if you have selected the good sample if you are able to select the good sample and good sample means randomized what is a good sample in the survey it should reflect the image of the population on whom you want to do the survey so a randomized sample is the sample would be which would be considered as a good good sample and if we are not biased in selecting the sample as at csds we keep doing uh, if we want to do a survey in a particular state or a country as such so we would select the parliamentary constituency randomly within the parliamentary constituency if we want to select the assembly constituencies randomly now within the ran- uh, assembly constituency we select the polling stations randomly yashwan ji was mentioning about that and we have been doing that right from the beginning at least since 1995 that's the second wave i would say second wave of csds surveys and we started with 2000 1995 bihar assembly elections and since 1996 we have covered all the elections for every single election we select the assembly parliamentary constituency assembly constituency polling station and finally the voters all randomly going by the method systematic random sample it doesn't it's not very tricky it's not it's not that you need a huge education or you need a good a lot of amount of training in order to follow the process of randomized selection it's only the will if you want to select because it is slightly tedious when you go to the field to locate these people i won't call it as a challenge but i think it is an essential requirement and it is connected to the field work uh, when we conduct our training workshop i keep telling my investigators that look we are making your job very easy you don't have to think of which place to go whom to interview etc etc because we will give you the name of the place the name of the village and we will also give you the list of the people whom you have to go and interview they become very happy and they think oh our job is being you know like made easy and then at the second point immediately after that i will say aapka kaam aasan kar rahe hain aapka kaam mushkil bhi kar rahe hain because you don't have the liberty you have to go to the village the same village and you have to look for these people who have been sampled and that is why we over sample because if we in if we have sampled only 30 people there is no guarantee these 30 people would be there in the village to be ready to be interviewed so both the things are connected i don't see it as a challenge but i see it is an essential requirement sampling is an essential requirement but this randomized sampling creates a challenge for field work because you have to go to that place you have to look for the people who are sampled through a process and you have to only interview those who have been selected as a randomized sample it increases the challenge for field work i would just like to add something uh, to what sanjay said what uh, they have developed and what we have uh, actually copied from them uh, since 2006 uh, i would say we have been doing because uh, till the point of random selection of polling booth that was almost the same but after the polling booth we used to leave it for the researcher to do the right hand rule or uh, you know uh, those kind of thing 
but uh, uh, we realized what they were doing is the randomization of the uh, of the voters within that booth list and that is where we started at okay now this is something which is a perfectly good practice and it doesn't leave it in the land of researcher but why do why did we copy it when why the other uh, i would say established market research agencies are not doing the same for a simple reason rupini it's very easy to understand i and it has everything to do with economics now mm-hmm. when sanjay ji says that he gives the list or i say i give the list now the researcher going into the field for say working 10 hours in the field may or may not end up with even a single re- interview being completed may or may not because the person goes there he has to look out for whatever number of people from the list that have been provided those people may or may not be there some of them are there but they may refuse to participate some of them participate but leave the interview midway and say that we don't want to complete the interview so the big difference here is the payoff essentially speaking the commercial polling market research industry works on per sample payment handout to the researchers i see and when that happens researchers uh, way of thinking changes because then the researcher says if i do go by the what sanjay ji is saying and go by what yashwant is saying i might not end up with a single interview and i will not get any payment i see and this is where they do not copy this best practice mm-hmm. while in 2004 itself we had changed this payment pattern and i'm sure it is the same with sanjay ji we decided that uh, if the researcher is unable to figure out one single or two people whatever it is not that researcher's fault because that person is going and investing the full day so we decided to pay them in full and now our payment structure for almost 17 years it's the other way around we tell the researchers you are going to get your full day payment even if you come up with a zero samples you will get the payment but please when you do that one sample do it as per the methodology as per the criteria that has been set out to you so once that Uh, pressure of the payment is of the researchers mm-hmm. then we end up getting a good sample right. but if i were to tell them you have to go to that booth here is a list of 30 people and you have to interview only among these 30 people even with the best of the phone and the best of the gps and best of everything i cannot guarantee the person will do the right thing because if he has to be get payment on the number of interviews then it is not going to do the right i mean nobody will, is going to invest full day working hard for a zero payment so that's a, something which from the academic works nature sanjay ji was in a good position to basically design and afford it in that way uh, we being somewhere midway we we decided that uh, even if it goes against our commercial interest if we have to do face to face we will do it this way only otherwise we will stick to cash Uh, Sanjay ji, let me just ask you a follow up to that, which is um, this. Uh, you know, I would imagine the art of the interview is not something uh, that's easily taught. One response that comes often from uh, people seeing opinion polling is, "How can people give give all this information to a stranger? How how will they trust them and give that?" So, is that something that requires a lot of training? Is that uh, you know a big part of getting getting it right? I don't think that you need a, a different kind of a training interviewing technique. I don't think people can be taught that this is the way to interview people in the field. Uh, while I keep saying, and we do practice, we don't send anyone to the field without proper training. But what what is the training meant for? When we train the students, and mostly we send students to the field, the training is largely to orient them about the. importance of this exercise the training is not to tell them how to talk to the people how to talk to the stranger in the village the entire one full day training is spent on orienting themselves orienting them orienting them to the importance of the study telling them that this is not just going and asking people whom you have voted for this is not you should not be doing this work only for a small payment you should feel part of the big team so orientation we orient them we put a lot of effort in orienting them yes there are little bit of techniques which we tell them we tell them to follow the sequence of the question we'll tell them how to ask the voting question and just to tell the listeners we don't ask the voting questions in open we try and maintain the secrecy of the vote we ask them to 
tell us about the vote in a secret manner use a dummy ballot paper and a dummy ballot box we provide the slip to the to the respondent they mark ballot paper on which the symbols of all the political parties are there so whichever party they have voted for they put the mark and put it in a box and we have different ways of finding out which questionnaire we match those so i don't think there is an art you don't we can't train people how to go to the field and interview but yes we always tell them about you need to respect the time of the respondent you need to respect the respondent you don't need to quiz with them so some basic tips we definitely provide to the investigators pradeep ji uh, let me come to you um, you know this is one more issue that i feel that coming up in the last few years a lot Uh, which is that uh, people are uh, feel concerned about whether polling agencies are quote unquote neutral so let me ask you how can polling agencies guard against conflicts of interest especially if they have multiple uh, clients and is regulation a good idea in this respect definitely yes regulation we are in fact lacking behind in to have one body you may call it regulatory body or otherwise but yes we have to have something because on two account one of course it will land the credibility across the our business community that's one and very important point and second is the most important thing because we do lots of face to face interviews and we face local administrative challenges and very often now and then our teams get beaten uh, manhandled taken to the police custody the first one question is who has given you the permission form and we try and convince them but you know how they are even to the administrative authorities like police they don't understand i ask them you know bhai samvidhan mein kisi se baat karne ke liye janmat sangrah karne ke liye opinion poll karne ke liye kahan provision hai ki kisse permission leni aap bata do hum wahan se jaake permission le le तो बड़ा चालू सर सवाल रहता है सरपंच जी से परमिशन नहीं किया अच्छा तो वो गांव वाले बोलेंगे सरपंच जी से परमिशन नहीं की सरपंच के पास जब जाएंगे तो वो बोलेगा पुलिस से परमिशन नहीं किया आपने पुलिस थाने में आपने बताया कि आप आए जब पुलिस थाने में आप जाएंगे तो बोलेंगे आप एक काम कीजिए कलेक्टर साहब के पास चले जाइए डिस्ट्रिक्ट हेडक्वार्टर में चले जाइए वहां से ले आइए अच्छा डिस्ट्रिक्ट हेडक्वार्टर में जाएंगे तो वो बोलेंगे हमारे पास ऐसा कोई प्रोविजन नहीं है आप तो पॉलिसी बनवा लीजिए जब आप पॉलिसी बनवाने के लिए पॉलिसी मेकर्स के पास जाएंगे पॉलिटिशियंस के पास तो हमने खास कर मैंने बहुत सारे इसके ऊपर एफर्ट्स किया है क्योंकि दैट इज समथिंग पूरे बिजनेस के अंदर यदि आपके टीम मेंबर को कोई दुर्घटना हो उसको मैन हैंडल करें संजय जी को पता है जनरल इलेक्शन नाइनटीन में सिक्किम में CSDS की टीम को भी और एक्सिस की टीम को भी खूब मार पिटाई की इतनी मार पिटाई की थी कि आप सोच नहीं सकते एक जगह पे एक स्टेट में स्ट्रिप करके पेड़ से बांध के खूब मार पिटाई तो ये सारे जो चीजें एवरी एवरी थर्ड डे एवरी थर्ड डे या तो पुलिस की तरफ से या तो लोकल लोकल मतलब वो नेता होते हैं सो कॉल्ड वहां के जो रहते हैं तो वो कि उनका ये रहता है कि आप किसी पार्टी के भेजे हुए तो इस तरह के बहुत से इश्यूज हैं तो इसके चलते मैंने सबसे पहले होम मिनिस्ट्री को लिखा होम मिनिस्ट्री ने पेपर को रेफर कर दिया कानून मंत्रालय को यार ये तो नियम कानून बनाने का विषय है संविधान का विषय है तो वहां कानून मंत्रालय ने फिर उसको थोड़ा समझा और क्योंकि कानून मंत्रालय उसने मुझे भेज दिया आई मिनिस्ट्री की भैया जैसे आई है न्यूज के लिए जैसे कि दूसरे मीडिया के लिए बॉडी अभी भी डिजिटल मीडिया के लिए अभी भी बॉडी की बात चल रही है तो वहां पर रिक्वेस्ट की हुई है कि आप एक छोटा सा सेल खोल दीजिए जिसके अंदर हम लोग आके रजिस्टर अपने आप को कर लें और एक पेपर हमको पकड़ा दीजिए हम सो कॉल्ड परमिशन और हमको परमिशन दी गई है जाके ताकि हम पिलर टू पोस्ट भटकते ना रहे और तकलीफ ना करें तो ये दो बातों की जैसा फोर्स क्रेडिबिलिटी तो आएगी उसका तो कोई सवाल ही नहीं है नहीं तो ऐसा होता है ना कि कौन कहां से भी उठ के कुछ भी करके आ गया आजकल के सोशल मीडिया और इसके जमाने में हर आदमी ये सारा काम करता है ऑर्गेनाइज है या अनऑर्गेनाइज है या क्या आइडेंटिटी है उसकी वो तो पता होना चाहिए तो काइंड ऑफ एक रजिस्ट्रेशन प्रोसेस हो जाए दो वी हैव मूव्ड अवे फ्रॉम लाइसेंसिंग राइट बट इन द इंटरेस्ट ऑफ अवर पीपल आई एम सेइंग टू गेट द लाइसेंस फॉर राइट आई डिडंट रियलाइज दैट द होस्टिलिटी दैट और द क्वेश्चंस दैट आर सी बीइंग रेज्ड ऑनलाइन 
are um, so muscularly uh, shown yeah. like and that is the one more reason why we have stopped opinion poll ya opinion poll mein ya pre poll mein aap jo are hum karte hain lekin usko release nahi karte hain kyunki wahan to aap ek party ko hi jeetta hua dikha sakte hain aap dusre char ya panch ko dushman paida kar lete hain wo jaise hi dushman hue bolte hain aap aaiye hamare ab aaiye hamare gaon mein dekhte hain dekhte hain tumhare aadmi wapas kaise jate hain is tarah ke kitne baar wo cheeze humne jhel liye right Uh, let me just ask you a follow up to this which is that um, if there are uh, polling agencies that conduct polls for both uh, say a political party and a, a media organization during the same election uh, i would imagine that this contributes then to the uh, feeling among uh, uh, viewers or readers that there can be a conflict of interest so what can the solution for this be should should an organization divide you know its operations or what would you suggest in that respect we have reached to a point ke not to do opinion poll that may be seen or considered otherwise what you are referring to so that's the reason why we only do post poll which is exit poll and there is no question of any conflict of interest you know it's as simple as that for us but we, yes we have to have some kind of a solution To answer your this very दोनों जरूर करते हैं जहां पे की पॉसिबिलिटी है जैसे की एग्जाम्पल दे अभी की बात कर ले थोड़ी देर के लिए असम के इलेक्शन तमिलनाडु के केरला के छह तारीख को खत्म हो गए असम के भली तीन चरणों में थे लेकिन लास्ट चरण छह तारीख था तो हमारे पास बहुत समय एग्जिट पोल जो रिपोर्ट करना है उन्तीस तारीख को करना है तो वहां सेम डे करने का कोई मतलब ही नहीं बनता तो उसके बाद से करेंगे विच इज कॉल्ड पोस्ट पोल जहां तक एग्जिट पोल की बात है जो इलेक्शन सिंगल फेस होते हैं जैसे कि दिल्ली का इलेक्शन दिल्ली असेंबली इलेक्शन वो सिंगल डे एक ही दिन की पोलिंग या एक ही दिन उसी दिन शाम को जो है एग्जिट पोल करना है तो उसमें हमारे पास चॉइस ही नहीं है तो वो एग्जिट पोल करेंगे तो दिस इज हाउ इट इज एंड लास्ट फेस होता है उस फेस को हमारे पास चॉइस नहीं है तो एग्जिट पोल ही करना यदि मल्टीपल फेस में इलेक्शन है और लास्ट जैसे कि बंगाल में मल्टीपल फेस है तो लास्ट फेस के पास चॉइस ही नहीं है कि उसको एग्जिट पोल करना है और जहां चॉइस है वहां पोस्टपोल करना है हम लोग दोनों करते हैं बहुत ही सिंपल सी चीज है और सामान्यतः प्रदीप मैं आपसे पूरी तरह सहमत हूँ लोगों को पता नहीं होता लोग सोचते हैं कि ये कुछ भी है हवा में है कर लेते हैं बहुत सारे लोग करते भी होंगे लेकिन मैं हमेशा निमंत्रित करता हूँ कि खुला है भाई आ जाओ देखो तो काम कैसे होता है मैं हमेशा इनवाइट करता हूँ और फील्ड में जब लोग होते हैं अपने बिल्कुल परिवार की तरह होते हैं अभी बहुत वायलेंस है हमारे कई लोग मार खाए हैं हॉस्पिटलाइज हुए हैं हम किसको बोलने के लिए जाए सिवाय इसके कि आप अपनी टीम को बेहतर मेडिकल सुविधा मिल जाए इसकी आप चिंता कर लीजिए सब कुछ उतनी दूर तक भेजने के बाद में भी अंत में कोऑर्डिनेटर के हाथ में स्टैंडिंग इंस्ट्रक्शन दे दीजिए कि अगर जरा सा भी खतरा महसूस हो तो आप कतई वेंचर आउट मत कीजिए आप काम रुक करके आ जाइए एंड यू कैन प्रोवाइड दम बेटर मेडिकल केयर आफ्टर दे आर हर्ट बट हुई एंड there is a systematic reporters and the journalists getting hurt that gets widest publicity but simple researchers getting hurt in the field nobody talks about them and the prosecution these days is has gone institutionalized earlier this anger when i'm talking about 20 years back rukmini in the television studios and everywhere the leaders the spokesperson of those parties used to laugh it out you know they would fight it out say your bankam your methodology is uh, useless you are getting it wrong but once the show was over mm-hmm. in the green room and the tea they used to be normal friendly and everything mm-hmm. now that has converted into hostility right. people carry their anger mm-hmm. people carry their anger to an extent that is concerning distressing we are a bridge to the people and the policy makers that's all we like to think ourselves as because in elections once in 5 years for the next 5 years in absence of any official referendum there is no way than polling for the policy makers to know how the public is thinking and feeling like that's the only way 
to give a legitimate voice to the people's anger or happiness whichever way you look at it so we feel that we are doing a extremely important job right rukmini pradeep ji did mention that our researchers faced difficulty in sikkim that case it actually went up to the court and we had to fight it out in the court so the cases were filed against us our people were put behind bar and people when i say people this was a professor in sikkim he was put behind bar cases were lodged and we had to fight it out in the court finally things have settled down in our favor so one more line i would add to that is mostly these servers or researcher i also may always make a point to go to the every state election you know and do myself the Uh, interviews because that's my passion i like to understand people's problems so and so on so you know these boys or girls are generally 18 to 25 years of age and the moment one got beaten the entire family and the whole team all india team our own team get scared and they say bhai ye kaam nahi karna aisa kaam kyu karna hai So let me ask you all actually a little more about this because uh, you know to be very honest I had not realized until now uh, how much this uh, field hostility is a is an issue. So let me ask you something about it. Do you feel that there is a lack of um, you know I think maturity is not a kind word to use, but is there some sort of absence of information or ability to process the information around polling, or is it that? the lines have become so blurred what what do you think is the reason for for the way this is playing out i think media has to be blamed a lot i mean our prime client is media but uh, i have always said this first of all the opaqueness about this business right people blame it on the polling industry it has to be blamed on the publications mm-hmm. because the press council of india guidelines on publication of opinion polls and exit polls is as clear as it can be press council of india clearly asks all the publication to tell who commissioned the poll right which is the most critical part of that entire thing true yes not a single publication house in this country follows that right barring the houses who actually commission their own poll and they co brand it and then it is in their marketing gimmick and everything that they have to tell okay we spend this much money and we right pradeep ji sanjay ji would would either of you like to come in on this this is related to the question why do we face hostility at the ground uh, there is a mix uh, there is not just one reason why do we face hostility there are different reasons and the incident i think most of the hostility is from the political party are uh, the small you know local level workers of the political party so they become suspicious so it is about transparency whatever we may say we are not from political party we are not from government it becomes sometimes it becomes very difficult to uh, emphasize the point make them believe that this is not being done by political party because lots of political parties are also doing surveys uh, so in our case like uh, in the recent states which went to poll so one of the states and i can mention kerala they always used most of our students use their college identity card because college is or college or university is known more known to the people of that state compared to csds or some other organizations so mostly the hostility is from the authorities people are not hostile in some instances people would be hostile but that is that may be because of a typical situation or something which has happened in that village and we were not aware investigators were not aware you know some jhadap may have taken place between two groups because we are doing post poll you have gone to the field only the day after polling has been over but mostly the hostility is from the authorities sometimes and large and largely it is because of their because they being unaware policemen as jaise pradeep ji keh rahe the policemen will you know caught hold of you somebody will somebody will take you to the police police station usko bitha denge kahenge bas ab din bhar yahan baithe raho they will take their you know questionnaire etc so this is the kind of hostility but as pradeep ji was mentioning if two or four investigator faces this kind of a difficulty in the village it becomes a nightmare for people like pradeep ji me and yashwan ji handling this because you have to handle the quality of the work whether you focus on getting them released talking to the authorities and at least i can say i am not well connected i can't pick up the phone and call up several people so you have to do a lot of leg work and it demoralizes us 
and every time he faces that situation and we and at least i can say about myself i think twice agli baar kare ya na kare ye bahut hi mushkil kaam hai ye sleepless night de raha hai jhoot mut ka ab chhod dete hain lekin jaise pradeep ji keh rahe the you have to understand what is happening in election right uh, let me just ask two final questions and ask you for uh, all three of you for quick responses to that one is uh, would any of you like to reflect upon um, an election that you got wrong and in hindsight what you feel the reason for the reason that the you know prediction went wrong was i mean in last 7 years we got three occasions wrong out of uh, total 47 we conducted and these three first was our tamil nadu 2016 election and reason was very simple we were first new secondly uh, the decisive factor in tamil nadu is being women is being women which is clear and our sampling was not good enough and we could realize later on that and that time we were doing on pen and paper and same single day poll 3 to 4 o'clock you have to submit the data to the media house and 6 o'clock onwards they telecast so single day polling we were new and language exposed the issue and the women sampling was uh, under representation so that was one occasion if we get it wrong what do we do uh, if we go if we know the medicine it's like a corona disease we don't know what to do there have been three occasions when we have got winner wrong so first question is the parameter of judging whether we got it right or wrong there are two parameters it is about the vote estimates and also about the seat estimates uh, in terms of seats we have got it wrong three times fortunately we did not do that kind of a poll in 2004 which is always referred that everybody got it wrong in 2004 we did not do a forecast in 2004 while we did the post poll for hindu newspaper and now i feel Uh, retrospectively after 16 years 17 years that if we had made a forecast we would have also got it wrong because everybody was everybody got it wrong in terms of vote estimates we have been more or less okay sometimes we do you know get off the mark and i consider if you get it in the range of say 2.5% 2% plus minus uh, if you have forecasted 20 48 42% and if the party is getting 43 and a half 44 or even you know 40 that should be considered as an okay poll uh, so three of our polls have been absolutely wrong chatisgarh we could not figure out why we got it wrong and that is why we put it up on the website up uh, we predicted the party right the winner party right but we were off the mark by a huge margin uh, because we could not imagine we could not we could not see what was uh, in our survey that bjp is heading for such a landslide victory and in up it is surprising that we did three rounds of poll and every time we were getting the same kind of a result we actually open up the data for large number of the researchers for us for them to come look at our data and tell us what went wrong in the data what was wrong in the data collection what was wrong in the you know vote share estimates and if there was something wrong with regard to the model of forecasting seats from the vote estimates we did not get any help from whatever expertise which is which is available in the country at the moment right. so whenever we have got it wrong we fail to figure out why did we got wrong there are couple of occasions when when everybody is getting it wrong we got it right that was when the second time akali dal came to power uh, because that was the only occasion when the party returned back to power and that was a uh, instance when our sponsors there was a newspaper refused to publish in spite of sponsoring that survey that they said no 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 this can't happen we are not ready to publish that we have given you money thank you very much you keep your data with you we cannot publish this survey because we don't see that happening but finally akali dal came to power so there are good occasions but people don't remember these good instances people i mean the viewer the reader and the listeners listeners only remember the viewer only remember your bad surveys Uh, let me start with this one it's a parameter i totally agree how do you say that poll is right and poll is wrong you know mm. let me narrate it a very very interesting case study for example haryana assembly elections just the recent one haryana assembly elections we predicted almost a gap of 10% vote share and now those who know me they know 
I am accused of being a conservative in terms of seed projection because people have become so demanding that if I say a simple majority for party A and that party gets two third majority, people say you got it wrong. I mean, they have become so demanding. First of all, it's not my job to tell the seat share. My job is to pick up the leading party. That's where the polling starts and polling stops at the estimation of the vote share. Now, seat share is not really part of the survey as such, unless you are polling each and every seat in a huge and calling an election for each and every seat, you know, which, uh, uh, which uh, I, I guess uh, Pradeep is uh, lucky and fortunate enough to do those kind of uh, massive samples because he has that kind of insight. Unfortunately, we don't get that those kind of surveys commissions anymore. But having said that, in a typical case of Haryana, I never used to give a, a huge sweeping seat share projection. And when the data said that it is almost like 10 point gap between the BJP and the Congress, we decided, okay, 10% ka gap hai, yaar, de to two third, ab hoga jo bhi, malab, you know, two third in a sense ki jo aapke, uh, conversion formula mein aata hai, let's not be conservative. Let's give it. What happened? It became hung. Now, Pradeep predicted hung because Pradeep's vote share was equal for Congress and the BJP. So what is the bottom line? I got the vote share right. Pradeep got the seat share right. Okay. But the fact is, both of us picked up the leading party correct. That's where the, you know, the, the exercise is to pick up the leading party. But we still get trolled for that two-third, three-fourth uh, projection of uh, Haryana without realizing that I got the vote share right. You know, it was a weird. And that also told, I mean, that election, all of a sudden, it told us, better be conservative. You know, being conservative is your forte because you are venturing into a territory which is not your forte. Unless you are doing a constituency-specific polling and you know for each and every constituency which party is winning or leading in that one, then just be conservative and that's do your job. These days, there is no correlation, Rukmini, of the votes polled and the seats won. Look at Gujarat elections. Is there any correlation? BJP almost got almost about 11, 10, 11 points more than uh, the right. Congress. And in the seat share, it was almost because of the rural and the urban divide. You know? So these days, these things, what, what is working for us is the tracker part because that is a model which we have developed well and it is being fine-tuned and done better. We have not picked up any winner wrong in any state since we have doing, started doing the tracker because it is like, it's not coming as a surprise to us. You know, when you are looking at the trend line, you are like, okay, this is going to happen and unless something like big Balakot strike happens, it's not that. It is helping in that way. But there is no correlation of vote and seat share anymore. And only one last point I want to mention. At least we have been lucky enough to be recognized by Harvard Business School. And Harvard Business School has conducted the case study and made a part of their curriculum. Our Access My India case is always on in uh, Harvard Business School. I'm going to ask for final comments from all of you leading with a question, but please uh, feel free to add to it. Sanjayji, let me ask you first. If, if there were no uh, budgetary uh, limitations, what, uh, what would it free you up to do in a survey? What would a survey look like without uh, budgetary limitations? And if there's any additional uh, points you'd like to make, please, please add. If there is no budgetary limitation, but also if there is a time limitation, because the kind of randomized sample which we do, I keep saying that after doing 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 samples in a state, we start breaking our back. Uh, because beyond that, it becomes very difficult for us. For mm -hmm. us means all the researchers in the field to do more than 7,000, 8,000 interviews. So for a national survey, even if there are no budgetary restraints, and if we are not expected to make seat-wise predictions that who is winning in which seat, then I would say a sample of 25, 30,000 would be good enough a sample to give us estimates for the state, to give us estimate for different regions. And maybe if I, I'm more ambitious, I will take up the sample to say roughly about 30, 35,000 so that I get an adequate sample even from smaller states in the Northeast Haryana, Goa, Uttarakhand, etc. That's my upper limit, 30, 35,000. 
and going by the method of sampling and the method of field work which we apply uh, beyond that uh, i do get you know like uh, offers from various political parties uh, to say budget is not a constraint but we want survey to be conducted in each and every constituency because we want each and every findings for each and every constituency and i don't take even a half a minute to say no this is beyond my capacity i won't be able to do that and the other point is that csds doesn't do polls for political parties whatever we do uh, studies we put out in public domain so these are the two reasons but the one of the reason is that we are not capable enough going by our methodology and we are wedded to our methodology if we follow our methodology we won't be able to cross the limit of 35000 sample across the country right yashwan ji uh, what's on your wish list on my wish list is not about uh, how many samples and what Uh, methodology my wish list is on the topics that are to be covered i feel constrained by the lack of interest in the non political important subjects in this country in the west there are zillion time more polls on non political subjects and issues than the political subjects and they are very very critical and important in terms of policy planning in terms of uh, understanding the the mental health of the society the perceptions the gap and the divisions that are happening in the society and they are very very serious what the limitation over there uh, here is also the fact that in the west almost 90% of the serious studies are basically sponsored by philanthropic in nature yeah. there are trusts there are huge uh, all these uh, uh, big mncs who are even working here and there as well but they have huge threat and they have huge uh, uh, commissioning of surveys non political in nature uh, about zillion subject imagine the kind of depth of the range they do for data processing and understanding the society at large for doing the projections and the policy planning out here the amount that is spent on research via philanthropy is a big zero so that is a complete inverted pyramid if in terms of uh, the the investment in research is concerned there is zero investment in public perception research from the philanthropy in india and there is almost 90% of the uh, fund that the perception research gets in the west is coming from the philanthropy and hardly 10% from the government and media is only and only responsible for the politic poly part of it in india that data culture is absent unfortunately but that's how it is and and uh, uh, if i was given a dream thing i would love the the philanthropies in india to invest more into research sector non political research do socio economic so much serious studies that are required to be done and if i am given a chance i would like that dream to be materialized where we map indian society perception tracking that sentiment and then bridge this gap of the policy makers and the public at large uh, pradeep ji for final comments i wanted to ask you that access to my india's method of polling uh, every constituency do you feel that uh, that this is the ideal method and and any ad- additional comments that you might like to make uh see uh, why we are in this business i'll tell you very simple we our simple vision mission is connecting india to build india what we do as uh, yashwan mentioned the bridging the gap what we do as a pollster a market research company is to identify the gap between delivery promised and benefited so this is the basic thing and identify where and what kind of problem exists and put it forward to the right stakeholder who can solve or resolve it for us it is very simple the same human being is consumer for corporates and brands citizen for government and voter for political parties so we are blessed with the kind of system we are able to develop we have roughly 1000 field force which keeps on increasing and decreasing and our capacity to conduct face to face interview is 30000 per day literally 30000 interviews face to face we have conducted during 2019 election it is 30 per interviews per person and that's the kind of capacity we have and as far as the funding goes whoever is comes to us we simply say this is our methodology 
if you want to commission us you please commission us otherwise we have no shortcut whatsoever bhaiya paise hai to kaam karo nahi hai to chup chap baitho even main apne usko bhi laga sabko bolta hu pe ghar mein bhi yahi kehta hu ki jab karo to thoke karo warna na karo i want to thank all of the panelists it was very useful to know about the very practical um, challenges that you face which i think are quite different from what viewers and listeners might imagine are the challenges that you face and i think only by understanding the reality of how polls are conducted will will people i always say skepticism is great but cynicism only when there's need for it so hopefully they'll they'll maintain their skepticism but uh, with a better understanding of how polls are conducted uh, thank you very much sanjay ji yashwan ji pradeep ji